1: Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on today, sir?
2: It's Friday. Happy Friday, Marcus. Uh, some 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 news in the NFL happening. A Cowboy signing that actually may move the needle a little bit. It's 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 all happening, buddy. And the weekend's it's coming. A, it's a good Friday. It's a good Friday. Yes, not the good, good, good Friday, but it's a good Friday.
1: Yes. But a good Friday. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about this blockbuster trade that happened literally seconds before we came on to record this podcast. The San Francisco 49ers have moved up from pick number 12 to number three, giving up their third round choice and multiple first round picks to go up into that third slot for the Miami Dolphins to presumably take, what, a quarterback? I think that's pretty much a lock at this point. It sounds like Trevor Lawrence won to the Jaguars. And then we've got probably Zach Wilson, two to the Jets. Justin Fields, three, maybe Trey Lance. How does this trade impact the Dallas Cowboys?
2: Well, it's funny because you know I think kind of all of us who have been watching the top five have been waiting for Miami to do something with this pick, and I and I and I think mm-hmm. a lot of us assumed that it would happen closer to tr- uh, to draft day, uh, maybe even on draft day. You know, when they were on the yes. clock to see yep. if they could hold you know that pick for for a ransom. Um, but it's not at all surprising that Miami traded this pick. I mean, clearly they were looking to get out of the spot because they have holes in a lot of different spots, and you know they they aren't necessarily in the market for uh, a quarterback. I mean, I think they there's been some rumbling that they were thinking about it.
1: Pretty clearly they're not now. Yeah, right?
2: but obviously they weren't in the running. Uh, uh, or at least they've decided that they're not in the running that they're going to give Tua another go, and and I think that this is the right move by Miami to be honest. And this isn't yes. as much uh, the Sam Darnold situation with the Jets, where you've seen quite a bit of Sam Darnold, and 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 you maybe know a little bit more about that. Tua hasn't really been given a shot yet, I don't think. And and I think no, I would give I would I would go the route that Miami's going, where let's get some more picks around and let's get some more talent and see what we can get. So how does it affect the Cowboys? You know, one more player. I think at this point now you can confirm. I mean, not that you didn't know this already, but you can confirm that one, two, and three is probably going to be a quarterback, quarterback, quarterback.
1: Oh, it is without a doubt. It's just which quarterback. Yeah, and, right? and so uh,
2: and I think that was pretty well, you know. Established before this trade, but I think now you can basically write it in pen that quarterbacks are going to go in the first three spots, and and that's good for the Cowboys, right? Because every quarterback that goes in the top ten, I mean, if we can get Mac Jones stuffed into that top ten, that would be fantastic for us too. Uh, So, but I I think for the Cowboys, you know, it's it it affects them in the sense that, like I said, you you know that you have one more quarterback going in the top ten. I think there's also an effect that now San Francisco is, is, you know, trying to make a play into becoming in that top tier Mm -hmm. for the NFC as well. So I I think there's a lot of NFC teams, vying themselves for positioning, uh, in that kind of top tier to chase Tampa Bay for the NFC championship. And I think San Francisco by adding Justin Fields, who I, you know, I, that's what we're assuming is going to go there. Yeah, uh, yeah. It should be. At least. I, I think you know, that that kind of puts them back into the conversation, uh, where they were you know, about two years ago.
1: Yeah. From the 49ers perspective, I, I think this absolutely makes them a contender with Kyle Shanahan. If you have a Justin Fields with George Kittle and all those weapons they're going to be loaded. So, to me, what's more interesting, Landon, is what's the next domino to yep. fall? So, let's go ahead and assume it's Lawrence Wilson-Fields. Okay, now where does Trey Lance go? We know Carolina has been yep. very aggressive to go getting a quarterback. They, I I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to trade up to number three and the 49ers just offered more. Uh, what about New England? Yep. Are they going to try to move up to get Lance or... Are they the likely landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo? I think that's probably more likely, correct? Uh,
2: you know, I think that that's certainly a possibility. Obviously, there's, you know, lots of relationship there. Belich- Belichick didn't want to get rid of Garoppolo in the first place. And I think there was a big, you know, argument in the New England front office about that between ownership and Belichick. So, yeah, I, I have a feeling that if he becomes available, that uh, that New England would be willing to trade uh, a pretty penny to get him back. You know, I, I think right what this ultimately means is that Trey Lance becomes the hottest commodity in the twenty twenty one draft, right? Because you know where the top three quarterbacks are going, and now Lance is really that last domino. And I think you know now that 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 the the first three are kind of well set. Uh, there could be a pretty serious bidding war for that fourth quarterback. You know whether it's you know in in, in trade value to get up to draft him, sure, uh, or sure. or just you know positioning. I think that there is likely to be two or three teams, including Carolina, who uh, you know it's interesting, Marcus, because. And we—I don't want to get too much into what's going on with Deshaun Watson, but but you know, he was obviously a big domino in all this as well, right? An available yeah, quarterback yeah. that was not happy in his current market was looking to be moved. I think Carolina was very heavily into that. You know, was very heavily into trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yes. And now that all the off-field stuff is happening, whether or not it, it gets verified or not, I don't think anybody's trading for Deshaun Watson right now. Uh, and so Carolina probably will have to turn their eyes towards the draft and and turn all the those uh, picks and ammunition that they were going to throw Houston's way to whoever they got to throw it to, to get uh plants tr- uh, to come to them and, and trade up and get that pick.
1: Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that next Two quarterbacks with Trey Lance, with Mac Jones. Uh, I saw Adam Schefter this morning was talking about Nick Sirianni does like Mac Jones a little bit. So maybe the Eagles are, you know, they pick a quarterback there. Maybe they're forced to pick Mac Jones. To me, Landon, what's concerning a little bit is I think we were hoping that at least two offensive weapons would be off the board before the Cowboys picked at 10, right? And now I'm starting to wonder... Is there a chance that, like, Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase are both available at number 10 for the Cowboys? Because that would be, I think, a little bit of a problem.
2: Maybe. Uh, I mean, I think there's a possibility that they're available, for sure. and uh, But I also think that that might open up opportunities for teams to trade up and get them. Because, you know, I, I think 10 becomes a lot more palatable, especially for uh, – Teams that will view Jamar Chase as a top five talent. And I, you know, Smith is a top five talent, which, you know, I think Chase probably universally is a top five talent on most boards. I mean, I can't speak yes. for everybody. Yep, and and Smith agree. is, I would say, probably a top five talent for uh, a good, healthy percentage of teams. So uh, I think that you're right that it's not the best position for the Cowboys to be in for, for Chase and Smith to still be on the board at 10 because obviously that means that some defensive talent got, got taken or some offensive talent that the Cowboys would be more interested in, yeah. in drafting. Um, But I also think that it's not the end of the world because I think you will likely have at least some kind of trade option. uh, And maybe you could trade back even just a little bit uh, and get something maybe an extra pick maybe an extra top 100 pick and then you can go and maybe if you have to you can reach a little bit at that point and not feel as bad if you have to get like an Aziz Ojalari at 12 or 13 or or maybe even a bar more or someone I mean that still seems a little bit rich but I think it makes it a lot more palatable if you're able to trade back and get an extra pick.
1: I would agree. It's going to be just incredibly fascinating over the next, what, 34 days as we lead up to the NFL draft? It's still a month away. Uh, God, it just seems like... I know. Well, I I was thinking the other day, I remember when Peter uh, King tweeted out that the Rams had traded up to number one in the 2016 draft, and it was right around this time of the draft uh, stage and now that we got this move, it thinks it's going to start putting things into motion. Seeing some rumors out there that Miami is called to try, try to trade back up into the top six to get one of those weapons. Uh, I saw uh, Daniel Jeremiah as you were talking, Landon said that Mac Jones might be the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan prefers, which I think is absolutely wow. insane. But uh, wow. it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun here over the oh next few God. weeks. Um, just want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bet and it is free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts let's talk about some actual cowboys related yes. news and the team did on thursday night they signed safety DeMonte Casey, who we ha- kind of had a feeling was the of the two safeties they brought in, the most likely to be signed. Uh, it's a one-year deal from Casey. The Cowboys were very encouraged from what they saw from the medicals, uh, despite him tearing his Achilles, I believe it was in week two, week three. Uh, what do you think about the Cowboys agreeing to terms with Casey?
2: I like it. You know, I mean, I think you know, just to go back to Hooker real quick, you know, obviously he's a younger player, but there is a long history of injury there it's you know, they both both these players suffered Achilles injuries last year which is not great but Hooker has a long history of lower body injuries going all the way back to i think high school if i'm not mistaken so yeah yes. i can, i like i said i could totally understand if they were a little bit scared off by the medicals there and look Kz Kz is is a guy that um has played in this system Uh, Is clearly uh, well versed in how to play uh, Dan Quinn's brand of defense. I think, you know, one thing that that isn't getting mentioned as much, I mean, obviously, they're basically transplanting the Atlanta uh, uh, safety group from Atlanta to Dallas. Uh, And I think that the one thing that's not getting mentioned here as an advantage is the amount of communication that is going to be able to easily translate it uh, uh, next year. You know, that's the thing with you're rebuilding a secondary. You've got a a second year player as your star cornerback. You know that you're not replacing him. You don't really know what you're doing at the other cornerback yet. You still you're likely to probably draft a guy high to be that other starting cornerback. And then you've got two safeties that you had to replace. So the Cowboys managed to replace two safeties who played with each other last year and played with each other for the last several years. And they're in the system. They have the same coach, you know? So I think one thing that, like I said, that doesn't get mentioned is how, much of an improvement that is going to make for the, the communication overall in the secondary, because now they know the system through, thoroughly in and out. They can teach it to the younger guys. They can communicate on the field to make sure there's no uh, coverage bust, which you know at times was a problem last year. Yes. Um, so yes. I, I think the the, the 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 force multiplier that isn't being discussed here enough is that. You, you know, whenever you're bringing in a new safety group or or, or you're drafting young safeties or, or just you're changing the defensive back group, one thing you really have to worry about is the communication, making sure everything is uh, lined up correctly. And, and, and Kazee and, and, and uh, Neil both uh, excel at that, and they're both coming into a system that they're full, thoroughly familiar with. So I think there's yeah. an advantage there. And, and just kind of on KZ, real quick, on him by himself. Obviously, he's a ball hawk. Uh, he has limitations to his game. He's not, you know, he's not a big guy. He's not a huge tackler at the free safety position. Uh, th- there's definitely been times that I, you, know, you see him uh, fall off tackles, you know, on bigger guys. Obviously, the the more uh, uh, famous one to Cowboys fans is 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 uh, Zeke Truck sticking him in, in the hole when he on sure. the way to the touchdown. But, too. but you know, yep. I mean, that's not that's not why you're hiring him. You're hiring him because if the ball gets tipped in the air, that's KZ's ball. He's getting it. Like he's—that's yeah. how this guy yeah. makes his money. He's—he's—he's he's, he's solid in coverage. He's not, you know, going to bust a bunch of, of 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 plays in coverage. And then if the ball gets tipped in any way, or if there's any kind of opportunity to make a play, he's going to make the play. And and that's that's something that that it ha- he has an advantage on on um, a lot of the safeties that the Cowboys have had in the past. Is that he's not going to drop it when he gets the easy pick. When the ball gets tipped up in the air, they're not going to all look around at each other and go, "What happened?" You know. Uh, I think. One of the big things that needs to happen in order for you to be a good turnover team is that you have to have a guy who can take advantage of the situations that are produced on on a down-to-down basis to create turnovers. And if you don't have a guy who can catch the football or pick it up when it's on the ground after it's been fumbled, then you can force all the fumbles you want. You can deflect all the passes you want. It it doesn't end in a, a turnover unless someone on that defense actually gets the ball.
1: So do you believe, I mean, again, Casey only signed a one-year deal here, but do you believe this is somebody that's in the long-term plans for the Cowboys? Like if he comes back and he's healthy and he looks good, do you think this is a guy the Cowboys will lock up? Or do you think it's more likely he is a a bridge to a rookie that they draft in the second or third round? I
2: think we're all very confused by this because, in my opinion, this doesn't, I mean, we'll see. Right. But I don't think that this should preclude them from drafting a safety at all, like top early, too, uh, because yeah. I, you know, I think what we may be seeing is a team that suddenly is realizing that they need to spend some money on safety uh, and that they. That they well, I mean, It's not even that they're spending a lot of money. It's just they, they need no. to have a plan Someone- for safety presently. And in the future. And and I think that if they go out and draft another safety, this will be the first time in a while. And again, they haven't spent a lot of money in order to do this, but this is the first time in a long while that the Cowboys will have shored up the spot in, in the short and long term, which I think is is, is something sure. that they just don't do. They, they like to get guys that they hope can you know uh, uh, up, upgrade their play to a, 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 an average starting safety level. And now what they've done is they have – uh completely stacked the position. You know, they signed three they signed three veterans. None of them I mean, Neil is probably the guy with the most skins on the wall. He plays a very specific yeah. position. KZ is a guy who, you know, is 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 just clearly a starter, but not, you know, not like so far above replaceable that you can't draft somebody. But what they've done is they put competent guys there c- currently and
1: does and, and I think, yes.
2: yeah, they've allowed themselves options to still continue to go out and upgrade the position in the draft if, it, if, it, if that presents itself.
1: Yeah, they're not rolling out Darian Thompson as their week one starter, right? Somebody who maybe should barely be on a roster, and that's the plan going forward. Uh, It's no longer like that. I do think the expectations are higher for that position. Uh, and I am curious to see what KZ's future is here because obviously it's somebody that Dan Quinn loves. Uh, I saw a stat from 2017 to 2019. He actually had the most interceptions in the league. So this is somebody who finds the football uh, I I think this could be a very very good signing. We haven't seen the numbers yet, and obviously that'll that'll dictate some of this. But I've got a feeling it's not it's not outrageous. Like this is not going to be an expensive deal. I would be shocked, Landon, if he got more than Keon O'Neal. Yeah. I, I would be floored. I don't think that's very likely. Um, I do want to ask you one more question at safety. Is there any chance Xavier Woods comes back? Because from what I've heard, there's been basically no market so far. He hasn't had any visits. Uh, the, he did start a bunch of games for the Cowboys. Is there any chance that you bring him back and you let him be the third safety that can you know back up both the strong safety and free safety spot?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you know it might get a little bit crowded. I, I think what I think what you do is you wait until after the draft. If you know if that. Uh, uh, Opportunity to draft a young safety up top doesn't present itself to you in this draft. Then maybe you go approach Xavier Woods and say, "Hey, uh, what about coming back for a one year deal, prove a deal, you know?" And and I you know I like Xavier in a role where you can use him as a as a couple different things. I think he is a guy that you know thrived more than. We wanted to we wanted to pigeonhole him into a free safety role, right? He could play that role, but I think he's probably at his best moving around a little bit and just kind of fitting in where he is needed. Uh, And 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 I think as a backup, that's a that's a good kind of skill set. That's really right
1: he should be in the jeff heath role really that's what i mean i think he could have a really long career doing that and being a core special teamer i think as a safety it's a little bit i mean as a as a starting level free safety i think it's a little bit too much for him
2: i agree i think he's a guy who can go in there and give you good reps consistently uh as a rotational player i think you know he's just it's he's just always going to be kind of at a replacement level when you're you're playing him full-time as a starter
1: but if you want a guy that can play in the slot, because we saw yep. that as a rookie, if you want somebody who can play multiple positions on special teams, uh, I think that's a, you know, a good player to target. My guess is though, Landon, somebody out there is going to want him and uh, maybe have more snaps available than what sure. Dallas has to offer. But at the same time, this wasn't a guy that was like highly regarded out of the draft, right? Like we, this was no. somebody that we liked as like a third or fourth round pick, ended up being one of the last picks of the sixth round. So the they, at the NFL teams told them or told Woods that they didn't love him during the draft. Not surprising that they don't love him in free agency now. So it wouldn't be totally shocking if he came back to the Cowboys. And frankly, I would I would love to see that happen. Uh, let's go ahead. No, no, no I, I agree. I just I was just gonna say I agree. Okay.
0: The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline.ag has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out BetOnline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON.
1: All right, let's talk about the rest of free agency because we are we're getting down to the point where we're at what third fourth wave in. Uh, there's been a couple other names that have been mentioned, you know, as possible releases. Let's start with uh, Jerron Reed, the de- defensive tackle from the Seahawks. Uh, it sounds like Seattle will release him either today or tomorrow. Is that somebody that you're interested in at all?
2: Not really, just simply because the off-field stuff is really, really ugly, and and honestly, I, I can't I have to imagine that uh, that's probably tied to why they're not re-signing him, or at least partially tied to why they're not re-signing him. Uh, you just you know, it's just ugly stuff, and you know, even however you feel about it on a on a you know moral level, right? I, I, there's just there's yep. just the chance that. Uh, even if you take all of that out just on a football level there's a chance that uh you know he he, he gets signed by you you trade for or you, whatever if he gets released you sign him to a deal he gets suspended for something you know for doing something stupid so i i, I just don't know yep. that we, we want to take a chance on on that's a lot of money that you're gonna have to sign him for too i imagine so uh
1: Landon, i got some oh i news love it let's hear it. talk about the Dolphins have made another trade. They've traded back up into the draft at to number 6 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they have given up a 2022 first-round pick to move up from 12 to 6. What does that tell you?
2: That tells you that the Eagles are fully in a rebuild mode, right? They're taking they they need they think they need the picks. That's why they're trading back uh they obviously are not thinking that they can that they are i I think if they were trying to go all in they would stay at six and get jamar chase right and or get uh pits and 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 try to uh you know build around jalen hurts the way that they uh uh the way i guess the the dolphins are trying to do with tua at this point right um the fact that they're trading back, you know, especially for future round picks as well, uh, that that to me reads like uh, they're trying to just load up on 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 picks. They're trying to continue to to, to, to rebuild the roster. Uh, I hate to say it, I, I don't like it because I think it's a smart move. I think I think yeah. I I was hoping more that that Philadelphia would try to go all in on Hurts and then you know. Further, <laughs> further, cause mm. subterfuge for their team for the next few years as they try to spin their wheels. But this is, I think, a smart move by a team that recognizes they're not, they're not, they're not really contenders in 2021, uh, and so they're, they're they're prepping for the future. So I, I I like it for Miami. I think that they're being aggressive. They're going to get the players they want for Philadelphia. I hate it because I think it's actually a smart move.
1: I don't understand it for Miami. Right, like the point that you drop back from three to twelve is to pick up all these additional first round picks, in case two is not your guy. Right, it allows you still to pick a playmaker at twelve, and then you have all these extra assets down the road in case you need to get a quarterback. It feels like a lot to give up, basically what a two first round picks to maybe go up and get Chase. Like I, I, I'm a huge Jamar Chase fan. I, that's at least what I'm assuming here. Right, they're or going Smith. up to get a receiver. Or Smith, because it's two.
2: You know, it's I, I, it's tough. I mean, I, I, th- I think I think I, I think we should, I think we should wait and see what 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 they do. You know, because it, it depends. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously, but I'm assuming. That they have someone in mind, or if they're just generally trading up because they want one of the trio of Chase Waddle or Smith, or or I guess quadruple because you could probably include uh, Pitts in there as well, right? Uh, I think they just want to put themselves in play for one of those top tier elite pass catchers. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to give up. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. But I think they have a lot of assets. They've got a ton of assets.
1: So. It feels like a lot to give up for an unproven receiver. And I even love Jamar Chase. And listen, I think there's a, a chance that Chase isn't even there. Like, I think there's a scenario in which Penne Sewell goes four to the Falcons. Chase goes five to the Bengals. And now what do you do at six? Are you you're left taking Devontae Smith? I, I don't know. Uh, one more little bit of news before before Man, we head it's out. it's newsy today. Uh, the Eagles tried to trade up from six to three, but once they found out that Zach Wilson wasn't an option, they were out. Interesting.
2: So they're not in on Justin Fields, huh?
1: They're not in on Fields, and they're not totally sold on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, well, well, if you're trying to move Well certainly. I mean, look,
2: look. I, honestly, uh, I, 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 I kind of feel like. Even though they're trading back to get more weapons for Jalen Hurts, I mean, you could also view that as okay, we're giving you enough rope to hang yourself by, like you know, like it's it's like okay, this is your chance. If you, it, it's cool, kind of like Daniel Jones, really, right? Like where they're loading sure. up on all sure. this talent to this is a prove it thing. All right, are you are you our quarterback or not? And if if you're not, then maybe what we do is we use next year's picks uh, to. Uh, Straight up to go get a quarterback though i don't know how good next year's
1: quarterback class will be it certainly won't be as good as this year it's bad it's bad uh see, this is going to be a fascinating draft like just in the last hour again. for god's sakes yeah oh last 25 <laughs> no, exactly. minutes uh sounds like the Jimmy Garoppolo has a no-trade clause, and he doesn't want to be moved. And it sounds like we might be getting a little bit of like a Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes situation here where 49ers might take Trey Lance and say, hey, we need a year to get him into our system. Let's let Garoppolo finish out his contract here, uh, and then we'll move on. Or they'll take uh, Mac Jones and
2: do that, which is...
1: Let's please, please, please. That That's be, be chaos, man. If but, Matt
2: Jones goes three, then I'm I'm throwing the papers in the air, and, and you know the pants will be off for that draft at that point. It's it's gonna <laughs> totally it's, nuts.
1: I I am I am excited. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Uh, if you want to be in on of the fun, you guys can make sure you're listening to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, you can download, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.